Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 598. Be a good person. Be the best you that you can be. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jump start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jump start any of my vehicles. The compact ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, TJ Freegi. TJ, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Ready to go. Ready to go. Great. Richard TJ Freegi has been a licensed auctioneer for nearly 20 years. He's the president of Freegi and Freegi Auctioneers and Marketing based in Clayton, Indiana. He and his team manage and staff over 500 auctions annually. He's a certified auctioneer institute graduate and holds their CAI designation. TJ has served on the board of directors for the Indiana Auctioneers Association. He's the reigning 2016 International Auctioneer Champion in the men's division. Congratulations for that. And he's one of the most highly sought-after auctioneers in the country, specialized in selling high-end personal property and real estate. Barrett Jackson... Indianapolis Car Exchange, Auto Dealers Exchange, Odessa Auto Auctions, Mannheim Auto Auctions, Ford Motor Company, and Harley-Davidson are just a few of his many, many clients. So I am excited to have you here. So TJ, I have told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business, your career, and of course your passion for automobiles? Well, first off, uh, Mark, thank you so much for, for having me on today. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, to be on with you and, and uh, get to know your audience and get let them know me a little bit. Uh, awesome. I'm very fortunate and blessed. I'm a, I'm a third-generation auctioneer. Uh, my grandfather was an auctioneer and my dad was an auctioneer. Kind of a, an interesting story how we got into the auction profession. Uh, my grandfather came back from World War II. Uh, he lived in on the west side of Indianapolis, and he moved a little a little farther west, and he built a uh, a retail store. It was a grocery store, a hardware store, a furniture store, TV, appliances, and a golf gas station. Oh, my gosh, just like the first department store. Yeah, it was Walmart before Walmart was yeah. there, almost directly in between Indianapolis and Terre Haute on US 40. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he had that and opened it up, and, 
and my grandfather, um, you know, back then perishables were, were a big deal, and, and he got tired of throwing away all the good perishable items. So uh, he decided that, that once a month before everything went out of date, some of the meat, some of the stuff would go out of date, and he'd put together grocery carts and put, you know, 10 pounds of flour and 10 pounds of sugar or 5 pounds or whatever, and then put the perishables in there, and he hired a, a local auctioneer to come in uh, and sell those grocery carts. And, and he figured that no matter what they brought, it was profit rather than throwing it away. So that was in the the, the 50s. And uh, we've kind of kind of grown since then. I went to auction school in 1999 at a local auction school. Uh, graduated, been full time in the business since 2000. So just uh, kind of a neat story there, how we got started, and 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 very blessed. We currently operate our business out of the uh, the building that my grandpa built uh, oh, back that wow. many years ago. So <laughs> so it's kind of neat. We've been in our community for a long time, and and uh, just very blessed to be in this business and, and get to help people. Yeah, you know, it's really a wonderful story, and it's one of those great American stories of family generation starting a business where grandpa starts things, and not only starts a business but helps his community with those auctions to sell off those perishables so they didn't have to get thrown away. It's always such a shame when you see grocery stores and things having to do that. But that's another reason I wanted to have you on the show. Obviously, auctions are cool. Those of us in the car industry love auctions. Uh, the day we're recording this, I just came back from uh, Monterey Car Week, where I got to visit all the auctions and watch all the cars roll over the block. It's such an exciting thing to do. And uh, I'm anxious to learn more about you. And I know our listeners are anxious to learn more about what you do. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote, some kind of mantra, some kind of saying that's been an integral part of your life, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, TJ, take the wheel. Yeah, our, our kind of business mantra that we adapted probably about uh, five or six years ago, and, and we've even turned it into a hashtag for us, it's hashtag be engaged. And, <laughs> and what we mean by that is, uh, you know, we, we want to be engaged in our faith, we want to be engaged in our family, we want to be engaged in our community, we want to be engaged in our profession, uh, we want to be engaged in our associations. And, and what that's, that's done for us is um, a few years ago, uh, as you said in my bio, my company, we, we do a lot of contract work, we work for a lot to other people uh, and we kind of saw a need in our just immediate area that that you know people needed help with with liquidating estates and farm equipment and uh, real estate and uh, I was encouraged by a fellow National Auctioneer Association member Joseph Mast for you car people you'll know him he's the lead auctioneer at Barrett Jackson oh yeah yeah Joseph encouraged me to go to to the Certified Auctioneers Institute uh, and be involved and be engaged and and I went there and and um, Went and I was the only contract auctioneer in my graduating class. There were there were 53 of us, and we sat down. The first thing we did was everybody got up, kind of you know said where they were in the industry, where they were from, and what they did. Mm-hmm. And I was the only contract auctioneer that sat in there. And I, I looked around the room and I thought, wow, the auction industry is so much bigger than just contract work, just cars, just real estate, just benefit auctions, just personal property. It it is really uh, a huge market and an opportunity for us and our family business to grow at home. So uh, you. You know, we came back and, and got engaged in our association. Uh, we've always kind of been engaged in our faith and our community and our families. But we engaged in our association, really got back re-engaged with our profession, and started having monthly auctions at our facility. And now it's kind of expanded into you know a monthly auction uh, at our facility as well as you know we we help staff auctions and auctioneers um, across the country. So by being engaged, uh, it really changed the business model that that we've adapted to go forward. So so that's kind of our mantra is hashtag be engaged. I love that. Be engaged. And for those listeners out there, when you think about your business, being engaged not only with your business, but your customers, 
your environment, your, your life, your family, your community, helping them out, that makes you a winner in so many ways and, and really will ensure your success, as I assume it has for you guys, right? Yes, absolutely. Love it. Let's go back in time a little bit here, TJ. I'd love for you to share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that you were a car guy? You know, growing up, you know, my grandpa owned his own business, and then my dad had his own business, and and uh, just being around, we had a golf gas station, and and by the time that I was born, they had actually closed down the golf gas station side, but we still had the garage, and and we just worked on everything, whether it was the tractors, the lawn mowers, you know, anything that we had, we we just kind of worked on them, and and I can remember there was a guy that lived down the road from us, and and I was born in '77, so this was 1987, and, and he was a friend of my dad's, and he pulled in in a 1987 Buick Grand National GNX. All right, 3.8 turbo. I mean, he had the windows tinted. I mean, it was a brand new car, and I just thought that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want to be a car guy. He had had some, I don't remember exactly what they were, some type of Craigers or some kind of aftermarket wheels put on them. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And, and, uh, you know, ever since then, I've always kind of tinkered around and, and done stuff with my hands my whole life. But, but man, you, you talk about, I don't know if there's anything cooler on the face of the earth than good old American muscle. And, <laughs> and ever since then, I've always kind of just paid attention to, to what's driving by and what's, and what's going down the, what's going down the road. And then, you know, when I was young in my career, when I was 19, years old in the auction profession my dad took me to my first wholesale automobile auction oh nice yeah and it was in july of the year and it was actually one of the local auctions that i work now it was auto dealers exchange on brookville road in indianapolis and it was their annual kind of big boy toy sale mm-hmm. and man they had 60s vets and they had 69 camaros and i said ah this is what i'm going to do dad <laughs> when i get out of auction school i'm going to sell these now they don't sell those every day, and I didn't realize it, that that was kind of especially sell for them, but that's yeah. kind of what made me a car guy, and that's kind of what really gave me the fever to be an automobile auctioneer. Ah, very cool. I love that. You know, I hear that from many of my guests. Is there some type of an encounter when they're a young person, a child, that really makes an impact on them, something they see? And it, it's from – I interview people from all over the world, and it's the same all over the world. I've talked to people in Italy that walked around a, a fountain in a piazza in a city and saw that first Lamborghini Maiura sitting there or whether it's a Camaro or a Corvette in a cornfield and they just drug it out of the dirt and rebuilt it with their own hands. So wonderful story. Well, TJ, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You're an entrepreneur, business owner. That is fraught with ups and downs, ins and outs. Would you share with us a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career? But really the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you so that you could move forward? So take us to that painful place. Tell us the story and then tell us the good side of getting out of that. Sure, Mark. And and it's, you know, it's not that long ago for me. Uh, last year, in a, uh, like August the 5th or 6th, I'm as, as you said, I'd won the International Auctioneers Championship, and I've, I've won three Auctioneers Championships. And in 2005, I was the Indiana Champion Auctioneer. And in 2014, I was the World Automobile Auctioneer Championship selling auctioneer. We had a team. Uh, the ringman was Bobby McAdams from Martinsville, Indiana, and myself uh, from Clayton, Indiana. We won the team con- contest that year. And the International Auctioneers Championship, I competed in it nine times. I was in the final seven times. And uh, last year, after I was uh, in the finals once again, I uh, came home in last July, and I had I got Bell's palsy. Um, I got up that morning, and I went to uh, I went to go to work. Went to go to Chicago uh, to work that day, 
and uh, I just didn't feel right. There was kind of soap getting in my eye. I didn't really know what was going on. And mm-hmm. my wife's in the medical profession. Well, I leave at like 4.30 in the morning. So I just got in the car and drove up to Chicago and got up there and had breakfast and just didn't quite feel right. And I got up on my line and I started selling cars for about an hour, an hour and a half. And another auctioneer came over and gave me a break. And I got down and he kind of looked at me funny and I didn't think anything of it. And I walked into the, the restroom. I looked over in the mirror and my, the whole entire side of my face was just really droopy. And I'm oh like, oh, my gosh. gosh. yeah. What, what's going on so immediately I thought I am having a stroke yeah so I did probably the dumbest thing you could ever do I called my wife and I said honey I think I'm having a stroke and she says what in the world are you doing on the phone dial 911 go to to the hospital so she kind of talked me through it a little bit I kind of told her what was going on she said well it sounds like Bell's palsy and I'm like well what the heck is Bell's palsy (laughs) I've never even heard of it yeah so uh I got in the car and, and drove two and a half hours home and, and went to the immediate care and, and saw my primary care. Okay, no, wait, you, you got in the car and you drove two and a half hours. Oh, my two gosh. Two and a half hours from Matson, Illinois to, to Indianapolis. That must have been a very scary two and a half hours. Well, I can tell you the, the thing that was freaking me out was it kept getting worse. Of course. Yeah, I, I could close my eye when it first happened. I knew something was wrong, and it was just tougher to close. But by the time I got to Indianapolis, I couldn't close my eye. Oh, my gosh. I'm way freaked out. So I go in, the doctor, and he tells me it's Bell's palsy. You should start seeing some improvement in two to four weeks. Put me on a, a steroid um, and put me on some antiviral medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent me the next morning. I went to the eye specialist, and they gave me some I'm going to call it salve or something to put on my eye. And I had to literally tape my eye closed at night so it wouldn't dry out. Right, yeah, yeah. Issues, yeah. So so that happened in August. And, of course, my wife's in the medical profession. And I, I was very blessed to have the people that I work for. I took a couple of weeks off work. And, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a subcontractor. Right. Uh, and those those guys paid me and, and took care of me. But I saw no improvement was, was when it really started getting scary. Mm. I saw no improvement until Thanksgiving. And, and we tried everything from acupuncture. We had an electric stimulus unit. You know, I would stand in front of the mirror. Uh, they said, you know, do face massages and things like that and just kind of wake it up. So I, right. I'd stand in front of the mirror for, gosh, it seemed like five hours, but it was probably 30 minutes just trying to make my, my eyebrow raise, trying to make my nose flare, trying to make the corner of my mouth just move. And, oh, man. And it just, you know, I just, it, it, I, I thought, well, maybe my days as an auctioneer are over. May, uh, certainly my days as a competitive auctioneer are over. I'm, mm. I'm not going to be able to compete. So, yeah. you know, that was just, I mean, just hitting the, hitting the face with a two-by-four. Uh, literally, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm very blessed again to, to have be very bold in my faith and, and my wife by my side. And, and you know, I, I married way up when I married, and, <laughs> and she stood beside me and, and encouraged me, and, and we, we tried everything. She got me into specialists to see and had MRIs and CAT scans and had, you know, all this stuff. And they're like, look, man, you've just got it and got it bad. At some point, it's going to let go. Yeah. Well, that was, prob- that, was, that was all of August, okay? Mm. And then September, and I'm like, I'm not getting any better. So, so I started recording myself uh, with audio, started recording myself with video, because the last thing I wanted to do was embarrass my family, my profession, or uh, anything of that nature. So mm-hmm. I, I still continued to sell, still con- uh, four days a week. I sell four uh, wholesale automobile auctions a week. I still continued to sell all those. And then Joseph Mast called me to go to Barrett-Jackson and work last September in Las Vegas. Wow. Uh, and I was honest and upfront with him, and I said, look, I've known Joseph for a long time. I said, look, brother, I can sell. I can do it. I said, but I've got Bell's palsy. And he's like, you've got what? Yeah. Bell's palsy. Yeah. And, and so I, I kind of went through and explained it to him. Still really didn't see any improvement. So 
really my my tryout, my first opportunity to sell at the world's greatest collector car auction. I had Bell's palsy. So, oh my gosh! Um, wow. Oh. It was just it was just tough. Anyway, it worked out well. And then about Thanksgiving time, uh, I could tell it was it was starting to get better. But about Thanksgiving time, I can remember my wife told me it was like you were. It was Christmas morning, and you were running out to see what gift you got. She said, I came around the corner 90 mile an hour and said, look, honey, the corner of my mouth's moving. Yeah. So, yeah, so it just kind of started, you know, coming coming, coming back. back slowly. Sure. Yeah, and I'm probably 85 or 90% uh, back. If you didn't know me personally, you wouldn't know mm-hmm. uh, per se. Unless I get really tired, my eye will get a little bit droopy if I get tired and kind yeah. of the corner of my mouth does uh, a little bit. But, you know, I was able to overcome that. I was able to compete in the International Auctioneers Championship. I was fortunate enough to win that. You know, what I learned from that was, you know, life life gives you challenges, uh, you know, and if you're, if you're bold in your faith and you're, and you're surrounded by great people, which I was, I was, you know, my wife, my family, my friends, just the support group, the auction owners, Owners, uh, you know, even the car dealers, they sometimes get a bad rap. You know, those guys were very, were very good to me, very caring. You know, made sure that that I was okay, and and uh, wow. I, I was just truly blessed to, to be surrounded by so many great people. Yeah, you know, well, thanks for sharing a really personal story. First and foremost, I'm so sorry you went through that. I'm so happy you're better now. But I think your takeaway is absolutely right. Is uh, again, it's uh, have that circle around you, people of support. Uh, definitely, that doesn't isn't something you just garner or come up with when you feel bad. That's a lifetime of building relationships, which definitely that you've done. But uh, wow, what a thing to go through! Oh my gosh, that's that's crazy. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call the career aha moment. It's one of those times when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction, a new idea you have with your career, your life. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. You know, we spoke about a little bit earlier in the mantra, but, uh, you know, kind of the aha moment for me was sitting in, in Bloomington, Indiana, uh, at the Certified Auctioneers Institute day one. And I looked around the room, uh, and, and I was the only contract auctioneer in the world. And I was kind of, you know, most of my business at that time was, was in the Midwest. Uh, you know, I went from, I went to Chicago, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. I'd done a little bit of traveling, uh, but at that time, you know, in 2010, my contract work was was really really regional mm-hmm. and i thought wow what if we start having real estate auctions what if we start having quarterly real estate auctions and that's kind of what my my family and and um, our family business has done and kind of changed uh, turned the corner on is we offer real estate at auction and you know some people uh, think that auction especially the auction of real estate is only for di- distressed properties but mm-hmm. but what we're coming to learn and what we're proving is the fastest the most fun and the most transparent way to sell any asset is at auction. Hmm. You know, we're realtors, very fortunate. My mom's a real estate broker. My dad's a real estate appraiser, and I kind of handle the auction division. That's kind of how the, the family business goes. Mm-hmm. So we understand, you know, but in a market, in a really good market like what it is now in central Indiana, you know, you put a house on the market and you say, okay, the comparables, you know, we kind of think it's worth, you know, $100,000. You put it up there on the, on the MLS, another realtor show it, and you show it, and in three days you've got four offers for 100000 well, there's four people that are interested in that asset and specifically that house. What if we take that house, we market it to, and target market it to those individuals, have a 30-day marketing period, get each person there that's interested at the same time, at the same location to competitively bid on that house, and right. we don't have to guess if it's worth 100000 
Right. It might be worth 95. It might be worth 90. It might be worth 115. But the only way to get that is allow people to competitively bid. And to me, that's what fair market value or true market value is, right. what somebody is willing to write a check for for it. Yeah. So that's kind of our aha moment. So what we've done, especially in the last few years, is is we've been able to, and uh, you know, the real estate auction process, there's a lot of times there's only one or two people, maybe three people that are interested in a specific property. So what we've done is we've grouped anywhere from four to 10, sometimes up to 20 properties, and we've spread out the marketing budget along everybody. And now we've got 50, 60, 70 people captive in a room uh, there to purchase real estate. So that's kind of the aha moment for our, our business where we, we kind of turn the corner and, and instead of doing just contract auctioneering, you know, we turned the corner and offered real estate in a quarterly setting, took a little uh, relief from the sellers and spreading it out and brought buyers and sellers together to bid in a transparent market and come up with fair market value. Good old capitalism working its way through well and making sure that uh, the most dollars can be received for a piece of property, an asset, or whatever it might be. So very cool. A great story. Thanks for sharing that. It's very nice. I always said uh, when you're sitting in an auction for cars, somebody say, well, what's the car really worth? And I said, what somebody's really willing to pay. That's what it's worth. Yeah. That's exactly right. You just need two guys in the room, though, that really wanted bad, and sometimes you can jack that up a little bit. But uh, very cool. Well, how about proudest career moments? You've been doing this a long time. I assume you've had many proud career moments, but is there one in particular that you could share with us? Yeah. You know, I've got two kids, and uh, we haven't talked about them yet, but my uh, my son's 15, and my daughter, his name's Tice, and my daughter's Kylie, and she's 12. And uh, my son's kind of started uh, following in the footsteps and fourth generation, and uh, not this year in, in 16, but in 2015, uh, he competed in the International Junior Auctioneers Championship. Oh, and cool. uh, he was first runner-up. He was first runner-up at 15. All right. So helping him prepare, seeing him kind of being a, a seasoned competitor, knowing that your heart races when you're getting up there to compete, knowing that the kind of stress that you put on yourself and, and you know, watching him go up there and, and just nail it. I yeah. mean, just, you know, look like a seasoned pro. You know, that was, uh, I've got many career, you know, highlights. That was one of them. Of course, winning the International Auctioneers Championship. And that's a huge, huge uh, highlight of my career and accomplishment. I'm the first male from the state of Indiana to win wow. uh, the 29th the 29th male ever. Uh, they've been doing it 29 years. So, so man, that was, that was really good. And one of my career accomplishments, I always wanted to work at Barrett Jackson. Yeah. So I uh, got the opportunity, you know, I'm one of their guys now. It's kind of Joseph Mast, Andy White, and myself. Uh-huh. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool accomplishment. And just being able to, to give back in our community, you know, yeah. that's big for us. Uh, you know, we, we like to stay really involved in our community and, community and uh, support as many groups as we can. That's That's been really good for me, too. Well, congratulations to you and your son. Kudos to both you guys. That's pretty cool. And I know being a father myself, when your son kind of follows in your footsteps or does anything uh, on his own and accomplishment, you do feel very, very proud. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share your first really special car. That first car that you got doesn't have to be the first car, but the first one that really had something special about it and maybe share a memory you have of that vehicle. Yeah. Uh, you know, my parents, when I was 16, uh, got my license. They they bought me. It's not really a really special car, really cool, but uh, I live in Hendricks County, Indiana is where Clayton is. And if you're a race fan, uh, Jeff Gordon grew uh, was raised in Lisbon, Indiana, which is just north of me, about 15 miles. So cool. uh, when I was 16, my mom and dad bought me an 89 Pontiac Sunbird SE automatic 
had 50 some thousand miles on it and it was Jeff Gordon's car at some point in time. Oh, oh my gosh, very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, so the guy that I bought it from or I, I say I, the guy my dad, mom and dad bought it from, uh, had a picture of the title that had Jeff Gordon's name on it, uh, nice. if I remember correctly. So that was kind of, <laughs> I was like, wow, man, this is really cool. Of course, it was a four-cylinder automatic, and I ran it out of antifreeze or something when I was 17 and blew it up and sold it. But it was, <laughs> but that was kind of, that was kind of my first, uh, my first really cool car that, you know, I told everybody, they're like, oh, you're driving a Sunbird. I was like, yeah, but Jeff Gordon owned that baby. Jeff Gordon's so that car. Kind of a, yeah, <laughs> Jeff Gordon's car. What are you talking about? So that was kind of, uh, that was kind of my first really, you know, special car that I had. And then, uh, as I got older, I always wanted a three quarter ton extended cab four wheel drive truck being, being kind of a farm kid. And, yeah. um, when, when Ford came out with their new body style and, I can't remember if it was 90, I think it was 98, I bought one uh, with like four or 5,000 miles on it. So that was kind of a special car for me, too. Yeah, absolutely. But that's pretty cool having Jeff Gordon's car. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i surprised there's anything left after he had it. He started racing it on <laughs> right. the back roads around cornfields or something like that. But uh, nonetheless, very cool story. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit about your business. What has you excited and really fired up today? Uh, you know, on on the business side, the, just the quarterly real estate projects are, are really excited for us. Um, I've got the opportunity. We've got uh, three young auctioneers that work for us that are uh, all 25 or below. You know, getting the opportunity to kind of train them and bring them up in the business. You know, I've got one that really wants to focus on the contract side. We've got one that he really focuses on the equipment side, uh, heavy equipment and dozers and, and excavators. And then uh, one of them really wants to be kind of our marketing director, really wants to focus on marketing. So mm-hmm. so for us, you know, that's that's really neat that, that we've got people that, that we're able to bring into our business to help take us to the next level. Uh, and then, of course, you know, my, my son, I, I think he's going to follow in the footsteps and, and, and maybe, and then, you know, my daughter Kylie, I think that, uh, you know, she enjoys real estate, so she may become a real estate yeah. agent or stuff. So the future's bright, we think, for Freegee and Freegee Auctions and Marketing in, in Central Indiana. I think so. Maybe the next business card will be Freegee and Freegee and Freegee. That's exactly right. <laughs> or maybe Fregee. maybe for Freegee. We'll just do a, a Freegee cubed as we come up here. So very cool. I like that. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, TJ. I love this question. If TJ was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? You know, I, I would like to think um, that I'd be something like a Bugatti or something, you know, really sleek and sexy. <laughs> Don't we all want to be a Bugatti. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm probably more of a, TJ's probably more of a, a one-ton diesel Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, pickup truck. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a, a 3500 crew cab four wheel drive. Now, of course, I'm going to have, you know, if it's a Dodge, I'm going to have the Laramie package. I'm going to have leather and hot and cold seats and have the navigation <laughs> and all that stuff. Of course. But, uh, but on the outside, I'm, I'm going to be a work truck. Uh, yeah. You know, just uh, just hook it up and I'll pull it. That's what I that's kind of what what people tell me. I had a a friend of mine, uh, Zach Franks from Crown Point, Indiana, tell me one time, he's like, dude, you've been hitting home runs, but you're so busy running the bases, you don't even know it until you get to third base. <laughs> so well, kinda... yep, you just get her done, as they say. A guy that gets yep. down to business and gets her done without having to be flashy or fancy or anything like that. So I'm glad you, you answered that very honestly. That's the way that question yeah. is designed. Yeah. Well, TJ, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah, sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. 
It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, TJ, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Buy it when you find it. <laughs> Buy it. It goes back to that story, that truck. Buy it That's when you exactly find right. it. Yeah, exactly right. If, if you think they're going to get cheaper, they're not. So if, if you find it and you like it, you better buy it. Yeah, I, I thought for sure your answer to that would be raise your paddle and raise it high. But uh, <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> that right. one. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Yeah, uh, you know, um, reading, uh, you know, mm. getting up and, and uh, reading, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's reading the news or whether it's um, uh, reading a, a sale catalog that we've got up coming, you know, coming forward and, and having product knowledge of, of what I'm selling it has mm. been good for, for me, um, you know, being able to, to look at the list of cars we're going to have for that day or the list of equipment we're going to have for that day and, and kind of do some research and have product knowledge has is, is probably been uh, something that's done the most for me. Absolutely. And speaking of being knowledgeable, how about a resource that you go to quite often? Is there one that you'd like to share with the Carsial listeners? You know, uh, I'd like to share with them um, something about the auction industry. You know, go to auctioneers.org to find a National Auctioneer Association Pro if you're looking to attend auctions or buy or sell. But for me, I, I use many, many research sites, whether it's Black Book or Kelly Blue Book or AutoNeek or, or things of that nature that, that I kind of check out so I can stay current on the market. Very good. 
Now, you mentioned reading. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners should crack open and read as well? Yeah, it's not really related to the automotive business, but uh, we talked just a few minutes before we got on, and, and we talked briefly about, you know, if everybody could just get along, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. we're all related at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book out there called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Mm. It's a very, very, very easy read, and it talks about how people feel love and appreciation. And there's, I can't quote all of them right to you, but there's five different ways people feel love. Um, acts of service, physical touch, uh, words of affirmation. I mean, and it kind of just breaks it down to where, you know, whether you're having a problem with a spouse, whether you're having a problem with a child, whether you're having a problem with a coworker, a car dealer, or whatever, if you can learn how they feel appreciated, if you can learn how they feel loved or appreciated, you talk about a way to be able to communicate and open it up. So it's a very easy read. Uh, Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Definitely. That song was true in the 60s, and isn't it even more so? Today, that's the first time that book's been recommended. I appreciate that. Sounds like a great book. So listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that TJ has shared with us today on his very own show notes page at carsyeah.com slash TJFrije. That's spelled F-R-E-I-J-E. And there's also another great place on the Cars Yeah website that's titled Guest Recommended Books for Under Resources, where TJ's book and the past 597 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, TJ, we are up to the fun part, the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, and I'm going to buy you anything on the planet today, I'm going to raise that paddle high, and I don't care where the price goes, I'm going to buy that car for you. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? Oh, now that is a tough, <laughs> tough question. I know. Um, I would probably, golly, and there's so many that, that are running through my mind right now, but uh, I would, my wife's going to kill me, but she was born in 1971, and I would buy a 1971 Plymouth Barracuda. And for my money and in my mind, you know, a 440 V8, you know, just a bad, you know, I'd paint that thing green or, or make it the lime green one and, and it would be a 71 Barracuda because for my money, that's the uh, the only thing that was that was made not quite as good as my wife, but the best car <laughs> was definitely a 71 Barracuda. You just saved yourself with that comment. That's for, that's for sure. You can say, honey, you are sublime. <laughs> Wow. Well, what a cool car in Sublime, of course, uh, is the color I think they called those cars. But yeah, rocket ships, cool cars, valuable cars, fun cars. Uh, I think I can find you one of those. So I'll start looking. But uh, I think that's that's a really cool choice. I like that. Well, TJ, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would. And I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your company. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners today. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down that Indiana Road and that 71 Plymouth Barracuda. That's exactly right. Well, you know, first of all, thank you for the opportunity uh, to come on. Uh, you got a great podcast, and I'm sure, I don't know how many people follow it, but uh, it's, it's great. And if you're a car enthusiast, uh, you need to definitely share it. Well, thank you. Yeah, any any advice out there is, is you know, you said it a couple times even before we, we started recording this. You know, be a good person. Be the best you that you can be. Uh, everybody's got bad days, but, you know, look at somebody and smile and, and elevate somebody to the next level. And, and today's world is crazy and fast and hectic and is, you know, with social media and, and video and everything we've got going on, you know, be the be someone's bright light. Be mm. the be the bright light for somebody. Lift somebody up. Pat somebody on the back. And, and you know, let's just love everybody and, 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 you know, give thanks where you need to give thanks. Absolutely. Great advice. I've always said There's very little you have to do to help somebody along. And one of the things is just offer a little gratitude or a little encouragement. 
And uh, that's all you have to do, no matter it's the the store clerk in the store where you're checking out or a coworker or whoever. That's awesome. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Yeah, FreeGAuctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, Auctioneers.com is our website. Uh, We're also coming up with, my nickname is The Fridge, so we are (laughs) developing a new website called TeamFridgeAuctioneers.com. It's going to be a list of of where our auctioneers are going and kind of what they're doing to keep everybody up to date. Of course, we're on uh, Facebook and and we're on Twitter. So uh, once again, man, thank you for this opportunity to to share with you, and and, uh, I'm looking forward to... uh, seeing the edited version it's going to be really cool <laughs> absolutely it's been great fun and listeners again you can find links to everything that tj shared today on his show notes page at cars just like tj or you can include his last name again that's f-r-e-i-j-e in that search bar and that page will pop up and before i let you go here tj i want to hear a little bit of that ziggity ziggity auctioneer talk i don't know how you guys do that but can you give us a little taste of uh being the excitement of being on the auction block sure all right, and I don't know if I could have been 25, 50, I could have been 25, I could have been 50, 75, and now 100, 100,000, but I could have been 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 100,000, Wow, that is incredible. I don't know how you guys do that. You must have to practice. I have tried and tried, and that's why I just pretty much go ziggity ziggity zoo. That's about, that's about. You know, when I was, when I was a kid, my mom always told me that I was going to either run my mouth or sit on my butt for a living. She just didn't realize I was going to be an auctioneer. (laughs) She had some foresight, that's for sure. Well, TJ, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners for that little bit of a ziggity zoo, as I say. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Take care, Mark. See you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!